I'm Laura. And I'm Lisa. And this is the Paid Media Playbook, where we talk to marketing professionals about their challenges, tactics, and triumphs. Join us here at Double Z Media for weekly conversations about media strategies for marketing leaders. All right, Laura, so I'm a marketing director, and I need to prove to my boss why billboards are worth it. So I should put a trackable phone number on it, or and then anyone who calls that phone number, I'll know. No, no. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for clarifying, because I don't know. I don't know if QR codes work on billboards yet. I think it depends on the billboard. I do not think 800 numbers work at all. Who does that? Who is driving and is going to put in a 10-digit number when they're driving? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Do not think that's the way to track it. If you're going to track it, do it the way that everybody is trying to track it, which is through cell phones. We know that this many have driven by it. And so we're going to extrapolate that 20 times that did that because one in five people have a measurable smartphone or whatever. Yeah. I've definitely been swayed by a billboard before. What did my customer journey look like? I think it's just awareness. It's, hey, yeah. there's a circus coming to town or, you know, it's great for a big event or even when you're branding a hospital or something, you might have the tagline there, but it's a big brand or a big awareness campaign. Yeah. So actually, I just went to the Hidden Worlds exhibit at Mopop, which I saw. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if it was a billboard or transit, but sort of similar. I was in a car driving past something. And I saw that the Leica movie studio had an exhibit at Mopop. So as soon as I got to my destination, I Googled it. Exactly. That's it. Billboards are amazing, especially when paired with paid search. Paid search. Or, or amazing mm -hmm. SEO. But that's harder to game. Yeah. No, totally. I mean, if you know the name, you know the name. And it's something obvious. Like a movie coming out. The Barbie movie. <laughs> Did they have billboards? I didn't see any. I guess they did. I saw them all over the internet. All over the internet. And I listen to NPR. Boy, did they talk about that a lot. Another thing that got me off of a billboard was Rainier started making hard seltzer. And of course, I prefer hard seltzer to beer. Not of course. Yeah. Now you know. Anyone who knows <laughs> me knows that. That was a brand I already knew releasing a new product so the next time I was getting drinks for a party or something, I was like, let's look for Rainier Heart Seltzer. You're right. I think in that case, the only way to measure it is brand lift sales over time. Mm -hmm. I mean, when we do that, for example, for Washington 811, when we did that transit, we just have to include it with everything else and understand that it's not super trackable, but people are seeing it. Yeah. It's not, does this billboard work or not? Billboards work if you don't try to cram a bunch of stuff on them. Right. Really simple should be three things like big picture, short message, and if there's a call to action like tickets or dates for an event. I don't think I would ever define a billboard as a bottom of the funnel tactic. No. I don't expect no. someone to take action immediately after seeing a billboard, even with the Mopop QR exhibit. Code or something, yeah. Yeah. I Googled it, found out that it was a thing that was happening during these months, and then I didn't buy a ticket until like eight weeks later. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of time between them for the customer journey. Yeah, because you had a bunch more messages since then. Mm -hmm. Well, and then I'd been to the website. And so I got retargeted the hell out of but mm -hmm. it started me into that funnel. After I saw the billboard, I googled it. And then I was grabbed. <laughs> they knew me. They knew I was interested after that. That's cool. Yeah. 
there's some good retargeting going on. That's the secret of billboards. Do them. They're expensive. And the other thing about them is we do them for events. But I mean, I recommend doing it two months out if you can. Start two months out for an event. Yeah. And for constant branding, like let's say for an attorney, you can have it up all the time. Just change your message regularly. But it's pricey. I mean, you can pay $20,000, $30,000 for one billboard a month. When you say change your message, do you mean actually change the message or just what the billboard looks like so that it's eye-catching again? I can help you with your problem. Isn't that always the message? Yeah, I suppose so. I was thinking creative, but yeah, it depends. What are you trying to communicate? Like, hey, we're personal injury attorneys. Oh, hey, we'll help you with immigration law. It could be. But at the end of the day, it's probably, you're right, the picture. You just want it to be visually different enough that someone goes, oh. Just so you know, we could talk on this a little bit. We've done some digital out of home in places like office buildings, retail locations, malls. And there, you know, when you're walking by, not driving by, and you can stop and, you know, take a picture with your phone or something, that seems like a much more reasonable action to expect people to take. Yeah, I said if we were talking about TV and billboards, just TV would be like the one place I could put an 800 number for older folk because they think that way a little bit more. I've seen unique URLs on TV, like website.com slash specific word, kind of track it that way. But even then, I would still end up probably searching for the brand name, not going to a specific URL. Mm -hmm. You're right. It's all about Google being there. There has been some software pitched to us that measures website traffic compared to, I think specifically it was radio, but I'm sure they can do it for TV too. They take the actual spot times of whatever yes. your broadcast is and then see if you have a lift in website traffic within however much time. But you have to have such a huge campaign to get any statistically relevant information. Exactly. What I do think is cool that we can do now more with streaming television is we can do household retargeting to a household that has gotten an ad on their streaming TV, then send that house a banner ad afterwards. Ah, uh, on their mobile? Or any device anywhere. in the house. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Well, any device that has been identified as being in the house, which is not a perfect science, but it's pretty dang close. No, it's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. It's about what we got. Because <laughs> it turns out I log into the same accounts on everything. <laughs> it's not that hard to put the pieces together. Not anymore. Now, everything has an app on your phone, so it's true. But yeah, I think having a specific streaming television retargeting tactic and then tracking okay, how many of those impressions do you deliver? How many people click on those, I think is probably a better way to follow up. And I think there are ways to do that with GPS and billboards as well. Yeah, we were talking about that, like how many people drive by, and then you can kind of extrapolate how many actual people did. Well, that but also I think we can identify the devices that have seen the billboard right. and retarget those devices. Wasn't that called billboard retargeted? Yeah, I think so. Video retargeting. Yeah. And those, I think, are probably the two best ways. If you have to measure beyond just reach and impressions, probably retargeting banner ads and then mm -hmm. how many people respond to those. Yeah. Thank you for talking through that with me. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Paid Media Playbook. Want more content like this? Sign up for our newsletter at doublezmedia.com newsletter. You can also find the link in the episode description. 